Thank you for joining us today for season one, episode one of Unraveled, Untamed, and Unashamed. I am Christina Baker, the creator and host of this new series. For those of you who have been following our previous podcasts from the CoLab Studios, this series is going to be a bit more personal in nature. I'm going to tackle some tough topics, and my goal is to challenge you to think outside of your norms, to let go of the things that aren't working, and to embrace the things that bring you peace. As we recorded this first episode, I was reminded that I have come a long way, but that I still have a lot of work to do. My guest today is Jill Bois, a friend, author, illustrator, and self-proclaimed repurposed educator. She is also the originator of Imparted Joy LLC and is a professional learning guide at Forward Edge. As Jill and I talk today, you will see that we had a very similar upbringing. We each met our unraveling in a somewhat similar form. Take a walk with us down memory lane through our own questioning and how we got in tuned to our unique brand of faith through authenticity. Jill, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us again. Again, it's, you know, again, is that like again, like, Oh, man, we had to have her again. Oh, my goodness. It couldn't be more the opposite of that. It's more like, again, you agreed to come back here. Well, every time I walk in this space, I don't know if your listeners can hear it, but there is just like a peace like that just flows in this space and place like that you guys would not believe i really appreciate that that means a lot to us we've definitely uh, have strived to put out the vibe uh, and make people feel welcomed and comfortable here at the collab studios and be comfortable to to say anything and um, experience things that maybe you've been intimidated by before and open up your mind to think about things that maybe you weren't exposed to and maybe you were too afraid to or that's what we're all about and just Mm -hmm. opening up that creativity and allowing you to be you and experience you know the joys of life and creating connection with people and then cultivating those relationships and coming together and being human and celebrating all that that means with each other. So thanks for that intro. That's the story of our lives, (laughs) isn't it? The the whole, I always think of, you know, the whole growing process and all of the, in a plant, everything that grows, you know, most of the growth is happening below the ground and you can't even see Mm -hmm. what's going on. And then that blooming starts to happen or the sprouts start to come and and you see that but you don't see the whole tangled mess that's underneath right on <laughs> that ground that is really the support system so mm, good word so today we're got a new show we're introducing some Maybe some uncomfortable topics, some slightly controversial things. So I commend you on your bravery, uh, knowing both of our 
backgrounds and our ties with the community, uh, this can get a little dicey with people. And it's a it's a brave move, I think, you know, on both of our our parts. So we're here to to paint some broad strokes. Um, we're here to start a, a conversation. Um, we're grateful that we live in the country that we do because we can talk about these things publicly. We can challenge anything that we want to. We don't have to be afraid that, you know, there's going to be a knock on our door tonight from, you know, the police that are going to haul us away. We don't have to do that. We don't have to cover ourselves. We don't have to hide. Um, what we're going to talk about today are these, these are our experiences that we own. This is looking through our individual lens and it may not look like that for you and that's okay but I encourage you to find your lens and look at that lens and think about your experiences we're not here today to offend or convince anybody of anything. We are simply sharing our experiences and opening a conversation. And also I want our listeners to understand that it has taken us both a lot of time <laughs> to get to where we are. And I'm going to sprinkle sure. in a lot of therapy on my <laughs> part <laughs> to get to where we are. Um, Jill and I were both raised in the same way. Did, did you have something to say before yeah, I move on? No, okay. I just, I, I agree. I think it has taken us a long time to get here. And even just you and I together mm -hmm. as friends. Right. I mean, we've had a very... Um, I don't know, a congenial, you know, fun acquaintance type friendship throughout mm -hmm. the years. But I think it's only been maybe in the past year or so that each one of us has kind of taken a direction. And we started recognizing that path in each other that, hey, she's sharing some stuff that's really probably really hard for her to share. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you've probably mm -hmm. seen the same on you know, my end. So, but it's like, it's not, we don't watch each other from afar anymore. Now we're like, all right, well, we've seen each other. We've seen these different paths and journeys we're taking. So let's, can we get together and just talk about it? Right. And that just, uh, Christine, that opened up a whole new world for me. Um, I don't share things with people. You uh, don't? No. I mean, other than, you know, my husband or <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't open up. And I think because we're so fearful of being vulnerable mm -hmm. and I think maybe we're fearful of being condemned and criticized sure. and judged. Um, we want people to love us and like us. And not everybody will. Right. Well, I'm honored and uh, grateful that you are willing and brave enough to share with me. I did not know that. Um, 
I'm kind of an open book, so <laughs> when someone shares with me, it's not surprising, but hearing you say that, you know, that's not your norm, I feel, yeah. I, that, that's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, going back, so Jill and I have been friends a long time, yeah. we won't, 20-ish yeah. years. Yeah, the kids were little. Mm-hmm. Austin is how old? 24? 20, yeah. I think yeah, same as Burke. Yeah. So we were neighbors way back when they were toddlers. And yep. that's when we first got to know each other. So we're going to dig into our shared experiences here and kind of the the root of our topics today. Um, as Jill and I were both raised, re, was it Southern Baptist that you were I raised was. in? I was, I yeah. was raised Southern Baptist, yeah. First Baptist Church, yep, mm-hmm. in and Texas. In Texas? Yep, Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, uh, similar stories, I was born into the Southern Baptist Church and baptized at, I don't know, four or five, you know, I accepted mm-hmm. Jesus as my savior and got dunked. Um, that's walked a, the aisle. Yeah. They walked the aisles. Oh, know. yeah. Yeah. Altar Walk, call. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Altar call. Walked Altar the call. aisle. Yeah. yeah. Prayed the prayer. Um, that's pretty, it's pretty young. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how old you I were? I was eight. Okay. So yeah. eight to me is a little bit more manageable than yeah. four or five. Yeah. Four or five seems real young. Yeah, developmentally, how yes. do you even really understand right. all of that? As a teacher, you can speak yeah. more intelligently than me about the developmental stages. <laughs> uh, so we did that um, because that's what people did in our church, and that was the norm. And we were good little girls, and we asked Jesus into our hearts, and we said the things and we did the things because we were taught mm-hmm. that is the only way that you are going to get to, to the yeah. promised land, to yeah. heaven, right? No uh, pork, no uh, <laughs> no clapping, oh, no dancing, oh, no yeah. drinking. <laughs> no, definitely no drinking, no dancing. I don't no know that rock we, music. No, gosh, no. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> I remember in middle school, uh, we had uh, the state, the radio station is still around, but uh, 93.3, it was called the Power Pig. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? The Power Pig. And we were not allowed to listen to that. I mean, that was like horrible music, right? And one day we had it on and my mom came just ranting down the hallway and she was like turn that off did you hear what they said they said the power pig kicks ass and i was like ah! <laughs> mom said ass. oh my she, goodness she didn't think it was funny Oh, gosh, yeah. No, I, yeah, there was no, no music with a beat. That was the rule in my Whoa. dad's house. Yeah. Really? So it was all, we went to the orchestra and the symphony. Yep. When he would leave for work, my sister and I would be alone during the week. Um, he, in the summer times, I remember school breaks and he'd go off to work and my sister and I, 
we'd have on the classical music, and then as soon as we heard the garage door shut, uh, we uh, <laughs> cranked it on, turned on the soap operas. We were <laughs> that was our rebellion. Oh then. yeah, so bad. Um, did you guys have cable? We did not. We yeah. had like four channels. Yeah, is, same. Well. Yeah. I don't think we had cable until I was like, I want to go like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. So yeah, literally, yeah, literally like four or five channels. Yeah. But you had to turn the knob. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> or no remotes back then. No. Goodness. What's a remote? <laughs> so we grew up going, you know, through the youth group, yep. going to youth camp. Oh, camps. Right? Yeah. Um, those were the, oh, yeah, those are the ones that got gotcha, you because you had nowhere to run. Right. It's a big time of spiritual growth. And every, I don't know if this was like this for you, but for me every year, you know, of course I'm questioning my salvation. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. do I need to get saved again? Yeah. Like I've done some stuff between last summer and this summer. Yeah. I should probably get saved again. Rededicate. <laughs> oh yes. Rededication. Yes. And then we come back from summer camp and then once again, it's down the aisle <laughs> For your rededication. <laughs> yes. And they'd announce it to the whole oh, church. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was you stood in front of the church. And, 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 and then, oh, gosh. In the numbers. You know, we yes. had X number of salvations yes. and X number of rededications. Yeah. Not just Sunday morning. No, no, no. Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, I never, this was the worst part of all of that for me was Monday night visitation. Mm. And I know you could probably relate to I that. I had to do that. Yes. Not Knocking my favorite. On yes. people's doors. Yeah. Cold calling with yes. your Bible in your hand. Yes. Asking them if they knew where they were going when yeah. they died. Yeah. Did you have big success with no, that? No, never. Yeah. I don't never. remember any. And I can I yeah, it's like a blur, like mm -hmm. I blanked. At... I think I have too. Like I have a lot of memories of youth group mm -hmm. and things like that, but Monday night visitation definitely no. a, lot <laughs> a little those, void. A lot of those things. <laughs> I either yeah, maybe maybe that's a, just a really interesting <laughs> coping thing mechanism. That we, yeah. <laughs> learned to do through the years. <laughs> All right, what about Wednesday night suppers in the fellowship hall? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, man, that food, that was like the best meal I had all week. It really was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Definitely like home, home, home cooking, cookin'. southern, like just. Yeah, green beans. Green beans, butter rolls. Oh, the butter rolls. Yeah. So you had that in Texas. Yes. Like the same. We did. We had our fellowship hall actually had a huge kitchen in it. Oh, ours did too. Yeah. Yeah, and like a full staff. Full and, staff. Oh, yeah. Full. We even had like athletic-wise, we had a gym. We had Same. skating rink. Same. <laughs> bowling alley. Oh, <laughs> there's where you outdid me. <laughs> we had a three-lane bowling alley. You did? We did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Man, I thought we were at the Ritz-Carlton Church. <laughs> <laughs> one up to me. Everything's bigger in Texas. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, the skating rink. Oh, that skating rink. It's wow. a good smell. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ours Ooh. was on the fourth floor, and when the elevator doors opened, that smell mm. of dirty feet wafted in. Nice. 
It was fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I did love it. I loved playing basketball yeah. up there or anything. I mean, that was definitely good times for me. That was that was worth putting up with all of the other, um, I'll call it nonsense, yeah. at church so I could get up to the gym and run around and sword sweat. Sword drills. Did you ever do sword drills? We did. <laughs> Oh That's what I hated. Gosh. <laughs> I think my sister was really good at that. For those of you that don't know what a sword drill is, <laughs> you had to get your Bible. You had to close it. Because it's a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> you had to put your hand, you had to close it, put your hand on top, and then they would tell you a verse, and you would have to, they'd say, all right, Romans 8 28. Romans 8 28. You have to repeat it. Romans 8 28. <laughs> And I can't even remember the word, but it was like, charge. <laughs> and you quickly thumb through. And those people that had their Bibles tabbed, tabbed. with oh, yeah. all the of cheaters. the cheaters, yeah. big cheaters. Yeah, they're definitely going to hell. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Goodness. Mm -hmm. Whoever came up with that idea. But yeah, those were those were brutal. I never won one of those. I'm pretty sure I didn't either. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was... Youth and high school, anything, anything striking you, high school? Well, high school, actually, I went to, I left public school and middle school and went to First Baptist Academy Ooh. for ninth through 12th grade. Okay. So I was in my church's school. Okay. Um, which, you know, it, it was, it was all right. Yeah. You know, good it was, experience. It was a good experience. It was a small class. I had 42 in my class and really good teachers. I mean, I remember it was a great experience, um, but I was still kind of always felt like I didn't really fit in. Yeah. Always kind of felt like I wasn't the popular girl. I wasn't a cheerleader. Um, I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't get in the cool crowd. <laughs> but look at you now. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> made it out <laughs> yay and then i did i went to college at liberty university you so did that was i was one of jerry's kids oh yeah. that's nice yeah and yeah how was that experience that was um you know i enjoyed that too because mm -hmm. i didn't know any different yeah you know i'd gone my whole life being in a bubble mm -hmm. and you know i graduated from high school and went to another bubble and I was kind of happy in those little bubbles. Yeah. And then where did you meet Tim? Um, in college. Okay. So yeah. he was at Liberty as well. Yeah. He and was. did he have similar upbringing? Yes, but he was a little more rogue. Okay. You know, he was that, he was the kid that was always there in youth group. And, but, you know, they're the ones that would sneak in and climb in the kitchen, you know, break in and, at <laughs> night and steal food and uh -oh. <laughs> go out on the back patio. And Do we need to edit this part out? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, he was, Tim. He's, he was a little more, what do you call it? I guess active. <laughs> I was a little more passive. He was a little more active. Okay. Okay. But he had a fairly Fairly similar. Good but I, everything was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then kids? Yeah. So, you know, it just seemed like everything just kind of went from one thing to the other. And, you know, when Because that's what you do. You, that was, especially back then. Right. It was like, I remember going, oh, wait a second, I am just turned 22. What mm. am I doing? Graduating from college and getting married. Like, yeah. 
but that's what everybody did. Right. You know, and I went to college and that was the thing. You were looking for a man. <laughs> a MRS degree. MRS degree. <laughs> <laughs> and I found him. Yes. But you know, it was it was different. Um being at a school where you really had a lot of rules and regulations and there were some legalistic did you have chaperone dates we didn't but we had to double date okay until our junior year and there was no pda ever right like nothing of course because that's gross yeah could not hold hands no who does that Mm -mm. but i remember like i had been so sheltered my entire life and then going away to college, which was thousands of miles away, why I even just wanted to do that. I think in my deep subconscious mind, I just knew I needed to get out of Texas. Hmm. I needed to get away. I was going to go to Baylor. I was all ready, had my roommate. We were all, we had our room all designed and picked out everything. And I didn't, I said, nah, this isn't where I'm going. Wow. So, yeah. That's a big, big change. It was huge. Yeah. Were your parents yeah. okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were. Um, and it was it was odd. It was one of those, I was by myself. Like, I did not know one person. Hmm. And um, But I, I kind of was like, I can do whatever I want to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. You know? Was I, Liberty a little more strict than Baylor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. A lot more. Yeah. And you went there. We had to go willingly. to chapel. We had to go. <laughs> Had to go to church. Can't tell you how many times I slept underneath my bunk. Yeah. Skipping church. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. because I didn't want to be made, I didn't want to be held to having to do something right. in college. Right. I'm an adult. Yeah. So, um, Tim, did he got his degree in... He did. He got his theology degree in or youth divinity ministry. or okay youth yep. ministry. And he graduated a year before I did, two years before I did, and went to seminary there. And then he came back here. I finished up my last year, and um, and your degree is education. My degree was not in education. Okay, it was in human ecology, which is a very fancy way of saying home economics. <laughs> Well, doesn't that sound good, though? It sounds really Human good. Human ecology. And I think, you know, in my high school experience, <laughs> that was one of my favorite classes. Learn how to crack an egg and <laughs> iron and stuff. I'm really, I'm, I'm a fabulous ironess. I loved, I, I loved the classes. Yeah. <laughs> and I had lots of textile classes and design yeah. classes. So no, okay. it was a lot of fun. But All right. Well, you got your MRS. So yeah, my MRS. That's everybody in that department, pretty much. That's what they were doing. <laughs> so <laughs> success. Yes. <laughs> so Tim starts working. Tim starts working. Um, I graduate, and we get married. Gosh, um, I graduated in June, and we got married in no graduated in May. We got married in June. And you were twenty-two. And I was twenty-two. Okay. Yeah baby mm-hmm. baby I wouldn't I mean I was not a grown-up <clears throat> yeah not an adult well I got married young too I, I um, skipped the college route and went straight for the hot guy at church so um, 
We got married when I was 20. I could not drink. No. <laughs> not that I would have at my wedding. No. Because we can't. Did you have alcohol? We at your did wedding? not. No. no, we didn't either. No. Gosh, no. But we did have dancing. Huh. And it was really controversial because there was, of course, our only friends were church friends. Yeah. And many of them danced because I had a DJ. And it was like a big, it was like a big deal. I mean, people were like, we had the best time at your wedding. And they were all dancing. And I was like, I'm not sure this is okay, <laughs> but I like it a lot. I'll take it. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, got married young. Mike started working. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Because I didn't have parents that worked. Mm -hmm. And I had no example of people who worked. And the message that was spoken in our home was, we're so blessed. We feel so sorry for people that have to work. And therefore, I was terrified of work. Mm -hmm. And so I did the uh, only thing that <laughs> would prevent me from working. I got pregnant. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to get a job. I'm going to start popping out babies, right? That's the only thing that made so sense to me. Yeah. So Bert came along and then Riley came along and I was a stay-at-home mom and very involved at our church and on the uh, vision board and planning committee of the sermon series that were being introduced and meeting with the, the leaders. And, you know, I had kind of a bird's eye view of what was happening in some of the inner workings mm -hmm. of that machine um, and that's hmm. where I saw some things that um, left a very bad taste in my mouth um, so so left a bad taste in your mouth like about organized religion about church yes, yes. Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. Okay, because I would say that's probably when I, you know, when I started seeing things with Tim being in the ministry right. and knowing a lot of what he would come home with mm. and have to disaggregate, you know, and mm. take apart and share. And um, yeah, I saw the inner workings, too. What do we say? Behind the curtain? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, we saw, behind saw the, the wizard behind the curtain. He's <laughs> not, uh, not pretty. And we, let, I, we lived with it for a long time. Um, yeah. You were involved in that way longer yeah. than I was and probably saw way yeah. more than I did. Um, I also happened to be you know, close friends with some of the staff and things were shared with me and I'm not going to get into, but certainly things that just didn't align with my uh, 
beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really got me thinking deeply about my beliefs and why I believed them. Mm-hmm. And should you have questioned? <laughs> you know, we grew up our whole lives like right. you don't question. Right. Really, this is just what we do. We yeah. didn't have a choice when we were growing up. It was like, and we didn't understand that there actually even, I don't think I ever I really understood there was a choice. No. Um, and evolving and transforming. And it, I mean, it's, gosh, this is, I mean, I'm a mature <laughs> woman now. And so far in years that it's just been the past 10 years, I think that I've really just kind of unraveled (laughs) good word (laughs) and started to kind of reweave together the faith that I want to have for myself for the rest of my life yeah and I can't go back and go gosh why didn't I say something or why didn't I do this or why didn't I do that but when you are like you said not given a choice that what you were offered what you were taught what you were sold Mm -hmm. was the only this is the only way Mm -hmm. with conditions not only the only way but this is yeah this is how you have to do it and this is what it looks like and everybody else is doing it wrong and poor them yeah and thank goodness we know <laughs> that this is the way, right? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even be friends with people no. of other faiths. No. I remember I had a friend who was Jewish in elementary school, and she had invited me to come to her birthday party. It was a sleepover. And my dad was like, no, no, you yeah. can't. They don't, they're not Christians. Right. I'm like, well, she's my friend. Right. This was fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to convert to Judaism. Right. <laughs> May have a little grape juice, right. but yeah, it was just okay, yeah. and I accepted it. Right. Um, so yeah, so you know, when you come down to stripping away all of this stuff that kind of burdened us as we kind of went through that transformation of when we saw what we saw and realized what was happening behind the curtain Mm -hmm. and behind the scenes, you can't unsee it. Correct. You can't go back and go, oh, you know, it's just a one-time thing. Right. No, it's not. So it does cause you to step back and to to go back and introspectively just go, what do I believe? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to define. Sometimes it's still hard to define. Yeah. So where do you go? Where did you go when, when the unraveling started? What did that look like for you? It was probably after my dad died. Um, and he He was kind of like, Um, our rock and our foundation of our family and you know he was the one that would take us to church he was the one that kind of kept us on the straight and narrow and 
when he died, it was kind of like, I don't have to do this anymore. Really? You know, I don't have to pretend to be who he wanted me to be. And how old were you when he passed? It was 16 years ago. So pretty old. (laughs) In my 30s. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And did your mom change? So my parents were divorced when I was little. Okay. Um, So my mom was kind of always on the, when they divorced, I was eight. So, um, and she got remarried shortly after they divorced Mm. a couple years later and kind of lived, I mean, a a normal, I wouldn't say a normal life, Um, but always respected, you know, the way that my dad kind of brought us up. And Hmm. um, to this day, my mom is very strong in her faith and is not ashamed to talk about it. And, but I just remember that, just that burden kind of just being off my shoulders when I realized, gosh, I don't have to fake it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's when things started to unravel. And I don't think it really was a, it wasn't a bad thing. You know, you think of something unraveling, right. it's coming apart and not being able to put, be put back together. But it, it was, it was, I'm still working on it, but still working on my faith. I, I know I've let go of a lot of those legalistic theology pieces that if they don't make sense to me, I, I'm not going to worry about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dissect them and figure out well who's right and who's wrong. And here's what here's what it comes down to for me. My faith is my faith. I know what I believe in. I know that I believe in Christ as my Savior. I know that I believe that God has a great plan for my life. And I still, I read the Bible and I pray and I, you know, I do different things to deepen my fellowship with him and with other people, but it is not anything like I grew up with. Mm -hmm. It's like a beautiful collaboration of, you know, I talk to God like he is my best friend. It's not a wizard in... (laughs) the sky who is giving me the things that I'm asking for. I mean, I remember praying as a kid, just please, I pray for so-and-so they feel better. (laughs) Um, I really want a scooter for my birthday. Mm -hmm. Unspoken. 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 Oh, my Lanta. (laughs) You know, but now it's like, oh my gosh, Lord, you know what? I just bombed. I was, you know, totally supposed to have this kind of day today and my attitude sucks and you know what please forgive me what how can we can you please just come pick me up and mm-hmm. you know sit here beside me and put your <laughs> arm around me and tell me it's going to be you know yeah. and those are the conversations I have with him yeah. it's like it's none of this oh great god right. no it's no it's hey I need your right can now. you help me out here? just sit down here <laughs> And I don't feel like that's irreverent or, you right. know, disrespectful because I know that's what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants the rebel in me to come and talk to him about the things that I'm struggling with or, you know, the things that, you know, I always say, you know, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. <laughs> and that's okay. Right. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I am today. Yeah. Um, and we don't go to any kind of church right now. We don't have a you know traditional church that we attend, and I'm completely satisfied, completely yeah. content with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I'm, I have that affirmation. I know who I am. I know who I am to him, mm-hmm. and I know who he is to me. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, yeah. So since you mentioned the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> that's the book, book for, for me. me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't even remember the rest of that song. I can, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I have found that when I talk to um, people, sometimes, a lot of times, if I get in a conversation, which I really don't enjoy, um, I'm not a confrontational Mm -mm. person, which is why I kind of chose this (laughs) format to possibly introduce some different concepts instead of you know, blasting someone online or in person. I'm ju- that's just not yeah. me. Um, but I think these topics are really interesting. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I have had some conversations about, about the Bible, most Christians can't even say, or they don't even know how the Bible that they fiercely defend, they don't know how it was written, how it was put together, um, I, I gotta let everybody know that's listening. It didn't just fall out of the sky. <laughs> it didn't. No, it didn't. Moses didn't come down <laughs> off the mountain with it, well, fully intact, it, full it, grain leather. No, <laughs> gold embossed <laughs> NIV. No, it didn't. Um, it was assembled by humans. Imperfect people. Uh, imperfect okay. people <laughs> put this, what really is 66 books together. Uh, when Jesus was walking the earth, there were 39 books at that time. And you got to remember also, you mentioned, you know, um, <laughs> leather bound these were not (laughs) (laughs) books as we know them today they were scrolls Scrolls, right so imagine they're walking around in these cases you know probably wooden cases with um 39 scrolls thousands of pounds i'm sure i'm sure pretty heavy yeah (laughs) So that was that was what was going on while Jesus was walking the earth and as he referred to them as the scriptures. The rest of what we now know is the Bible wasn't put together <laughs> until almost 400 years after Jesus walked the earth. Almost 400 years. So it's mind-blowing mm. to me. So that's a total of 66 different books written by how many different authors? 40. 40. 40 
different authors mm -hmm. in a time span of 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. Some good history there. Yeah. I know. That was a great lesson. Everyone should be very impressed that was at this point. Very impressive. <laughs> Has anyone ever played telephone? Yes. <laughs> Love that game. Can you imagine playing telephone <laughs> <laughs> over a two thousand year span? <laughs> uh mm -mm. Let that soak in for a minute. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's really important that maybe the things that we're trying to be perfect at isn't really the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe the things that we're fighting over are not really real no never meant to be I don't think and I think about you know think about when we were growing up in our situation Christina with you know we learned those cute little bible stories mm -hmm. you know we learned about Noah we learned about Moses and Jacob and you know Esther it wasn't until it's not until almost like even after you get past all of that and you're like, well, it was just a big, happy story Bible, you know, <laughs> right. it's like, then you get into it and you go, you know, there's David. Mm. I mean, David was a king who slept with had somebody else, <laughs> you know, had concubines <laughs> and right. had, you know, Bathsheba's husband killed. And I, I mean, it's so full of, I mean, topics that today, mm. Um, you know, you could definitely correlate to things that were happening back sure. then. But it's like these were real people. These were sinful people. Mm -hmm. We don't worship them. Right. But we look at where God used them mm -hmm. to get to where, you know, they are. Right. And Paul. And, I mean, so many great examples of you know, they just followed. They just believed. They didn't worry about all of the hypocrisy and the politics and all the crap. Right. Or did they? I hope not. <laughs> in my, I mean, and I think we've, I think it's been twisted and taken out of context a lot. A lot. Um, and that's the sad thing. You know, even now you look at, you look at churches now and you look at where it's just, it just the focus doesn't seem to be where it needs to be. Mm. It's a production. Mm. It's a, almost like going to an event every Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't think I ever missed a Sunday when I wasn't sick or, you know, I mean, I missed if I was sick, but even when Tim and I were married, I mean, just walking in going, who's looking at me? You know, do I yeah. look okay? Um, you know, or you, you know, look at who's, perf 
I always call it performing, mm. you know, the worship team performing. And I'm like, yeah, wow. That doesn't look like they're, you know. And you, you just get, you automatically critical. Mm. You're critical and criticized. Yeah. And why? Do you think it's um, any coincidence that when Jesus preached, it wasn't anywhere near a church? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and somebody might correct me on this, but I think the only sermon Jesus gave in a church was when he was a child. Mm. When he was maybe learning. Yes. Yeah, still learning. Right. Yeah. Other than that, it was... Yeah. And the people that came to him. I mean, he he didn't speak to the <coughs> the rich people. He didn't speak to the people who never had a job. Mm-hmm. You know, he spoke to the prostitutes yeah. and the destitute people mm-hmm. and the lame and the blind and the sick. Mm-hmm. And, and the thieves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awful people mm-hmm. by our standards. Right. And um, I'm no different. Right. Well. Long pause. Long pause. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. Especially for maybe, you know, some of you guys who really haven't thought about these types of Mm -hmm. questioning conversations. Uh, Because I think you, it really... It, it can bust you wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can shake everything. And, you know, we're not, again, like I said at the beginning, I'm not, I, I'm really not trying to um, offend or, or anything uh, or convince you of anything. I'm just trying to get you to think. And if it's not working for you <laughs> and it's not bringing you peace, and maybe it's not a good fit. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a personal thing. Absolutely. You know, but I hate the fact that the name Christian leaves a bad taste on everybody's mouth. Yeah. Oh. It's terrible. You know. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say, you know, that I am. Because I'm so solid in mm-hmm. my faith and confident and mm-hmm. content with what I have. But you see other people, even, you know, TV personalities or athletes and, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, Lord, why in the <laughs> world do you have to go there? Yeah. It's like, yeah. and it, they get, you know, it's, and it's ridiculed. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard. It's hard to kind of even make a stand for your faith, I think, these days. I, yeah, I would totally agree. Yeah. I even remember, you know, mom's like, well, are you ever going to go back to church? And I'm like, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty darn happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, After your whole life, yeah. every week. Yeah. Multiple times a week. Yeah. Yeah. And am I any less a Christian now than I was then? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. If anything, I'm more in tune to my faith now. Yeah. And, 
you know, talking about those roots that are all tangled underneath, yeah. you know, the ground. Um, I mean, that I think when you have that perspective of faith and that there is a God and that there is somebody who is kind of helping to guide you. And I don't say that he guides every single step. You know, I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. I just, I know that I can't do it on my own because I do need to rely on some guidance and some grace and some mercy mm -hmm. and forgiveness because I am a horrible person. <laughs> Don't say that. You can't say that out loud. <laughs> well, aren't we all horrible people? No, we're not horrible well, people. Well, I mean, we're all sinful, crazy people. <laughs> some of the things I've said. <sighs> but, you know, it's like, all of those, all of that tangled mess, though, you know, I, I can look back and go, it was my faith that brought me through a lot mm -hmm. of that. It was my faith that brought me through infertility, that mm -hmm. brought me through my dad's death, through my sister's death, through, you know, having a son who struggled with, you know, autism. And uh, I mean, the struggles are real. I don't know where I would have have leaned in who or what yeah. had I not had that. Mm -hmm. And I still need it. I wake up every morning, put my feet on the floor and say, not today, Satan. <laughs> uh -uh. <laughs> well, get to the behind me. <laughs> in, in your best British accent. My best British accent. Oh, that was great. Well, I think we've covered a lot. But what do you have to say? Man, you know. Come on. I Come on. I, I, come on now. I know. Choir. I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> so I really still have a hard time um, describing my beliefs at this point. I have really such negative feelings towards the church, um, and I cannot unsee those, and I can certainly, it's not like I'm, you know, I think about it every day, it's not weighing on me, but I also don't want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. I think the other side for me is you know, pretty much everything that I was ever taught as a child and taught to believe in has not come to fruition. Um, I mean, certainly being a gay woman, I would have thought that I would have been struck down dead or living in a gutter and no, have no friends and no life and be miserable um, because my sin is supposed to, my, my quote, sin has you know, should supposedly separate me from God. That's what you learned. That's what I learned. Right. Yeah. But you know that's not the Which truth. Which could not be further right. from the truth that I live today. Um, I, I am completely fulfilled, completely at peace with who I am, as opposed to being at complete war with myself prior to coming out and trying to live a straight mm -hmm life you know if people talk about it sounds even to me so crazy that I I'm gonna say it was a life or death 
thing for me. It was. It was, I was living so inauthentically that I wanted to kill myself. I just, I was at such war. And as soon as I released that, um, you know, my life changed. It did. I, I had peace for once in my life. Um, so I, I just still have, and I think a lot of it to me is the language that I get hung up on. It's the church. E even when, you know, I, even when you say praying to God, like even that like raises hairs on my, you know, and I, it, that's terrible. Like, but that's what it does. Mm. That I can't, I cannot do that. I don't speak that. I cannot speak that way anymore. It's just too close to what was pounded in my head that didn't work for me. Um, so I think for me, um, I don't even know what would, if you need a, a box to put it in, I guess, spiritual. I definitely believe I hate to say higher power because I don't like that either. I know, I don't like that either. Um, You're a spiritual gangster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe there is something there. I should call it God, maybe mm. not. Um, but yes, I believe I believe that I am well loved and well cared for, and I believe that um, uh, I have a place to go when I die, and it's going to be amazing. Um, I don't know if I believe in hell. I, you know, we we watched the shack the other night. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So you know, it comes to that point where God asks the main character, "Oh, you have to pick one of your children to send to hell," and the parent is like, "No, I'm not yeah. picking." You, you cannot ask me to pick one of my kids to send to hell. And again, going back to, you know, that, that makes sense to me. I can, I can grasp that. How, how could our God send people to hell? I don't, I don't know, but mm. it's in the Bible. Yeah. You know, I think I was so traumatized by early induction to revelation that that <sighs> scarred me for life i think that's why i have so many fears yeah. and i mean unrealistic ridiculous fears that, that i've had to scared you into it's, yes into things yeah. you had to believe yeah thief in the night do you ever watch those do you remember those weird yeah we had to watch these movies yeah all of those yeah. those left behind uh -uh. Mm -hmm. yeah um you know, why, why do you have to scare a kid? Yeah. Why? Why is that okay? You scare the hell out of somebody. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Um, I, you know, and that's worked for me for mm -hmm. the last, whatever, 15 years that I have been, you know, tried to be loving and kind and be like Jesus and yeah. treat everybody with love and all are welcome and um and leave all the other crap behind mm -hmm. <laughs> that's my religion literally who wants to sign up 
Yeah, I think, you know, I, and I'm, that's why I love this conversation because we're not here to change each other's minds right. about anything. Right. We're just two people who grew up in the same way, who have gone our own paths and found our own versions right. of faith that work for us. Yeah. And if we're happy and content, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Mm-mm. It's good. So that's the yeah. that's the lesson of our podcast. I I would say, yeah, if I we had like to wrap that. it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we had to wrap it up and put a little tiny cute little bow on it. <laughs> there it is, folks. You heard it here first. Last words? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm all about, you know, being joyful and all that, right? <laughs> but I'm not going to say, be the joy. <laughs> no. Here's what I'm going to say today. Be a quitter. Mm. Be a quitter. Quit the things that aren't working for you. Quit the things that you've always hung on to that are causing you pain. Boom. Just quit. Yeah. It's okay. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. I can't top that. I concur. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, tune in soon to our unscheduled next podcast. Like us. Subscribe. Share it with your friends. Write to us. Info at the-co-lab.com We'd love to hear from you. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. What else, Tyler? YouTube. TikTok. A little bit of tickety-tockety. Tickety-tockety. All right, y'all. Peace out. <laughs>